help me welcome back to the show my good buddy pastor tim carskadden how are you man i'm doing good it's great to be on your show cl tim it's great to have you here and hopefully i see you soon coming uh back toward home there uh, real soon but let me uh let me ask you this question here we are looking at the second anniversary of the capital of jerusalem being moved why was that a good move on this president's part talk to us about that well i think you know president trump and his his whole committee on his endeavors with israel recognized that was always going to be a stumbling block number one any agreement of the of the palestinians and the israeli jews working together it's almost like he short-circuited it and moved it but we know you know i'm a pastor and i know you minister as well i mean it's huge because it is a historical capital that has a longest history of any capital in the world as being the capital of the land of israel so the fact that a president of our nature of our statue of president trump made the historic move of doing that it set a precedence and little by little we are starting to see other nations begin to talk about it some of them are doing it now moving their capitals to jerusalem the eternal capital of israel and i think he just did what was already the the right thing to do he just took the unprecedented step of doing it as you know our government passed that law back in the 90s for that to occur and no president up until President Trump had the courage to fulfill the law that had already been passed. So we honor him. And obviously that changed the landscape of Israel and to move things along politically, economically. Many things started moving when he made that choice. And we couldn't have been any happier, you know, for what he did. Even I, I you know, I work with APAC, like you said, and then I'm on the National Council. And we celebrated that as an organization, and it's a secular organization, a Jewish organization. I'm not Jewish, but I'm in it as a Christian. But they celebrated that endeavor by the president, and I think it endeared them to many of the Jewish people in the world as well as in America. Absolutely. Uh, my special guest is Pastor Tim Kerskadden, uh, APAC, uh, American Israeli Public Affairs Committee, is my guest. Tim, tell people how to get in touch with you. Give your website and tell us how to get in touch with you and how uh, we can be of assistance to you and APAC if you're so inclined. Thank you, uh, TL. You can just go to our website, christiancentershreport.com, and uh, we have all our information there. You can emails. You can contact, contact us that way. christiancentershreport.com, is that it? That's it. it, that's it. christiancentershreport.com, Tim Korsgadden. Tim, uh, let's uh, resume our conversation uh, with this, when we look at the election cycle that has happened and just uh, recycled itself in Israel, uh, can you give uh, our audience some type of insight of the way that government is formed there? And uh, uh, is uh, Benjamin Netanyahu now in control of the government? Uh, he's been a friend to all of us here in this country, a friend of the president. I've met him. Great uh, man, uh, talk to us about the Israeli government and relationship to America. Yeah, and it is a very confusing government the way it's structured. I've sat in seminars and tried to learn it, and I think the more they talk, the more confusing it becomes. Basically, it's a coalition uh, government. You have different parties, anywhere 20, 30 different parties, and you have to. 
create a coalition, uh, the majority voted the 120 members of Knesset. And once you cross that barrier, the 61 barrier, you can form a government. And they were unable to do that. They kept tying, and it was not able to be done for 18 months. It was in, in flux until they decided to do this uh, co-joining of uh, leadership between two different groups, Gantz and Netanyahu, and they finally agreed this week, matter of fact, was the week that they fully established a government after 18 months of stalemate. Uh, all these elections in coming forward, and and the best part about this election, and whether you like Netanyahu or Gantz, either one, uh, they both are conservative, and they do have a, a right wing, if you want to call that, of the party, which is for a strong Israel, a strong Israel-American relationship. Uh, there are liberal sects in that government that would not be uh, that way toward America and would not be that way toward a strong Israel. Uh, there are many that believe that the land should be torn apart and they have other ideas that can happen there. And so I think it stabilized something for us. And as we know, in the spiritual arena, I'm a pastor, as Israel goes, so goes the world. It's almost like there's a barometer of the world. And and being unstable for that long, it's almost like you could watch the world be unstable. But now I think as we look at them stabilizing, it's a beautiful picture of what can happen when people work together for the good. And, and I think ultimately, like I said, the movement is for a strong Israel uh, and for a strong conservative base. And it's amazing when you go to the land of Israel, this conservative base actually is coming mainly from people that have come and came from uh, communist countries. Wow. Uh, they, they lived under the oppression of Russia and Ukraine and even France now, the socialism. Uh, the largest uh, aliyah are people moving to Israel from other countries is France and Ukraine. And so those are the two top nations. And where are they coming from? Socialism, communism. They realize it doesn't work. So when they get to Israel, they are strong conservatives believing for, uh, you know, a strong capitalist government, uh, economy, I should say, and a government that is strong on those values because they've seen it. When they look at us and America trying to turn to the left and go, so they go, what is wrong with, they said it to me. Are you crazy? Don't you realize what you're going toward? So they fight for that there. And so that is a strong base that's in that nation right now. You know, Tim, uh, you described something that does occur here in this country as well. People coming from communist bloc countries tend to appreciate the freedom here in America much more than those of us who... Um, you know, uh, have been uh, baptized in it and born into it uh, all of our lives. With that said, let me ask you this. Uh, would love to have your commentary on this. We've got about 10 minutes left in, in the interview. I want to ask you this. Um, Israel is a nation, a very tiny nation. I've uh, pastored three churches in the 40 years, 42 years now that I've been preaching the gospel. Um, and before 1948, we're all aware that uh, some of the things contained in our preaching uh, especially uh, when we're looking at prophecy and that type of thing, could not have been known by preachers preaching before 1948, uh, before Israel became a nation again. They're surrounded by their enemies. The Palestinians are a fact of life uh, there in that region of uh, the world. And uh, But talk to us as to why the Muslim countries will not give Palestine a state of their own, why must they encroach upon 
that particular uh, portion of land, or why do they not want Israel to exist? Talk to us about that. Yeah, and, and that's a great topic, CL. And you know, this is obviously something that presidents have been talking about for you know since 1948, the battle that's going on. And prior to that, you know, the Arabs and the Jews got along well in the land, and of course, when they declared their their independence, that's when the battle began. As you know, the Arab states were, are using the Palestinians as a pawn. We've talked about that in past shows. They are a made-up people. They're not a real people, per se. They're refugees that are from the Middle East. And you see uh, Palestinians in Syria, and uh, Jordan is majority Palestinians, and even some of the other guys. And they're mistreated everywhere they are in the Arab world. Uh, ISIS punished the Palestinians in Syria during uh, their war with them. And it's so sad. You know, Arafat, who birthed him, if you want to say, you know, he's an Egyptian. He's not even, uh, quote, a Palestinian. Right. He was run out. He was run out of Egypt. (laughs) Absolutely. It is a pawn. And I, you know, for me, and I've met Palestinian Christians and worked with some Palestinians, it's sad because they have no identity as a person. You know, they're Arabs don't want them, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're embattled in Israel themselves. Uh, so it's a very difficult place for them to be. But we know, you know, if we look at the biblical background, Israel is always going to have a, an enemy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, they are it. I mean, they're just the, the thing. And, of course, they're deceived. The way they train the Palestinian children in their school to hate Jewish people. And, and it's just a sad commentary and the poverty that, that many of the Palestinians are in is not a legitimate poverty. The world gives them multiple, multiple billions and billions of dollars of aid every year. And we know what that goes for for terrorism. Uh, they pay their terrorist money if you do harm to a Jew, uh, things like that, where they're no longer using the money to help the people because they need a narrative. you got to understand a victim has to remain a victim. Yeah, because if they're not a victim, then the world won't pay attention to them and send them money. Yeah. So let's say it gets balanced and their problem gets solved. Well, Europe says, well, they don't need to send money. Then they're no longer a victim anymore. So they have to keep the mentality of a victim in order to keep the world spotlight on them and to entrench uh, corrupt politicians in their place. And that is, I think, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the government has done way beyond what they should have sometimes to try to reach out and work a peace deal. But let's let's face it, Abbas will not meet with, with the government of Israel. Right. Uh, so you're talking about any peace opportunities. Somebody's got to come to the table. Israel has offered many times to come to the table. So it is a political peace, but it also, I call it, it's a political religious peace as well. Because you've got Islam uh, battle as well as a political, so they they do it together. You know, there's radical Islam. But what happened in 9-11 America was political and religious entities working together. And that's what you see there. They entrench the people because religion will entrench an idea within people. And then they add the political arm of it, and it becomes very dangerous. Even in our own Revolutionary War, the Brits, uh, their greatest fear was pastors because pastors yeah. could empower people. Yeah. And the people would fight against the British so they thought that we got to take care of those pastors because they're hurting us. Well, the same thing in Islam. The imams rally the people. They they put fire in them, and then the political arm goes with it. We saw that with Roman Catholicism in the Middle Ages as well. So you'll see a political and religious identity 
and they're both dangerous when they work that way. A dangerous freedom or a peaceful slavery, those have always been the choices that Americans have had, Thomas Jefferson's words. And uh, let me say this to you, Tim. You have been fighting a very good fight. And, uh, friends, I, I have to tell you that as far as uh, our person, my personal belief is concerned, you're either a friend or foe of Israel. Israel will always have enemies. As you heard Pastor Karskadden uh, say, Israel will always have enemies. Just make sure that you are not one of them. And uh, that's the best advice that I can give you. Tim, give your uh, website out again, and if we're inclined to help in any way, how can we do that? Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we have Facebook and YouTube uh, sites as well, but it, it'll track you from there to all those different sites. We appreciate you giving us that input. God bless you, man. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Tim Garskatton, because you are. Thank you so much for being on with me. Talk to you soon, man.